0: Are you tired of your dog losing its cool in a thunderstorm or fireworks? May want to look at Tongue Treats. TongueTreats.com, high anxiety relief, pain relief, inflammation relief. It's a direct connection between the tongue and the brain. Doesn't waste time going down to the stomach where it gets broken down, enters the bloodstream, then to the brain eventually. By then, little Izzy, my dog, has been hiding under the house for like 20 minutes. The Tongue treat CBD strips provide rapid results for your pet with the right amount of CBD, which is not psychoactive. It's important to test and verify your pet is getting the proper dosage. A single strip should be enough. Have doubts? There's certified analysis from a lab available on the website. Think about it. Efficacy and economy. Tongue Treats. This is the Hard Parking Podcast brought to you by Right Honda out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Coming up on today's show, we talk to Sean Lee. Sean Lee of The Purist Group. Some of you are unfamiliar with The Purist Group, but The Purist Group is an organization in California that organizes the collection, donation, thousands of backpacks a year, thousands and thousands of toys, and they change the lives of thousands of people as a result of that. Sean Lee is very public in the eye of what he does with Purist Group, but he is a very private person otherwise. And I heard his story somewhere else, but I wanted to give him the opportunity to share it with with the hard parking fans out there. And on the surface, a lot of times what we see is, you know, the best. We see the best of people on Instagram, but we don't necessarily see who they are. And so we can make judgments. And, you know, I have myself, am guilty of doing that with a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of people do that with me. So I'm pretty excited to, to play that for you guys. Every few weeks or so, I get an email from a website called Chartable. For those of us in the podcast community that have signed up for the pod, for the, the chartable notifications, it's kind of like you, you see the email pop in, and you don't really want to open it. Because what chartable does is it it's well, it's chartable, right? So what it does is it tells you where you rank in the world, where you rank in your podcast category sort of like if you're in the top 250 in your country or in any given country, or are you not somehow by some sort of a funky fluke early in the podcast life of this one, I ranked like number 23 in the United States for automotive, which sounds great because it is great, but I don't know what happened. That's just to get in the top 250. Okay, granted, there's there's over 2 million podcasts in the world. To be in the top 250 of any category in any country is awesome. And I've had I have peers out there, and sometimes they rank, sometimes they don't. But still, but what's good about Chartable is any new reviews that you get by way of Apple or other streaming services that allow you to leave reviews for podcasts. So, by the way, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome to the show. If you have not yet submitted a review on Apple or found a way to submit a review please do so, whether it's on the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page, which is the community page for this podcast. It helps the podcast grow. It absolutely helps it be exposed to more and more people out there looking for good podcasts. But anyway, shout out to Switzerland. I'm not sure if people in Switzerland are really listening to the show because with Anchor, which is my podcast host, and that's another conversation. A lot of people out there who listen to podcasts, who do podcasting, think that Anchor is terrible. Anchor is free, but it's owned by Spotify. So Spotify purchased Anchor in 2019, and they kind of did a, a good once over and changed a lot of stuff. You do own your, net, own your material and all that kind of stuff. Previously, you didn't, but all the terms and conditions are Spotify's terms and conditions. So those of you out there that if you're a fellow podcast, you listen to this, and you don't think you own your podcast through Anchor, think again. Anchor does have its limits. It's not as granular in its statistics, but guess what? I don't want to know if you're only listening to my podcast for 45 seconds. All I want to know is you at least tuned in to listen to it. But anyway, according to Anchor, there's two places in Switzerland that listen to the podcast. So when I get the charitable email, I've ranked in the top 250 in Switzerland. The, the, I'm, I'm down there. I'm like somewhere between like 140, 150, but I don't know if that's someone in Switzerland if you're really someone out there, email me harpkerpodcast at gmail.com to say hello. Or it's just someone using a VPN and just happened to pick Switzerland. <laughs> so it's it's one of those two. Everybody else listening, thank you so much. India is now coming in at number two. Of course, 92% of the listeners are from the United States, but India is coming in at number two, somewhere on the one percentage, one to two percentage, and of course a few other countries are in there as well. Canada, oh Oh, Canada. So thank you for that. But it's been happening for a while, and I just wanted to uh, – I made a special note to to mention Switzerland. We also have a Q&A segment. It's a very short Q&A segment. If you have questions for this podcast, submit them, hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com, or once again, join us on the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page, which is for this podcast specifically. Just got back from Seattle Wife and I went up to Seattle and spent some time with some good friends of ours, Jen and Alex. Yes, that's the same Jen and Alex from the Chick Cars and Chick Drinks episode, which is the most popular, the most downloaded episode of this podcast. So congratulations, you guys. Right in front of the Fielding Shredder interview, but the Cody Walker interview is catching up. So if you haven't heard that podcast episode, I urge you to go back and look for Chick Cars and Chick Drinks. Tell me what you think of that. It's a really fun episode where we kind of break down what is stereotypically known as a chick car and a chick drink. Obviously, cars and drinks are not gender-specific, nor should they be. It's kind of ridiculous, the whole thought of it. But I almost got rid of our masks a few weeks ago. I mean, Arizona has been wide open, no masks. And, and by now, you've probably all seen the news where, where L.A. And, and I guess California in general is like, okay, mask backup. Over 99.9% of people who are coming in with all these cases – or, of course, naturally, the people who haven't been vaccinated, right? I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. But it's still a problem and it's still out there. But I'm glad I didn't throw my mask away because you're in the airport, you have to wear it. You're on the airplane, you have to wear it. And I don't know if I made this observation on this show before. I know I think I've made it on One Drink Wednesday. But I know there's a lot of people out there who are anti-mask. And I kind of get it sometimes. Some people's logic is sound. Some people's logic is just fucking stupid. But either way, if you're such a badass, you're going to walk around without a mask on and you're going to go into Walmart and you're going to go into Whole Foods and you're going to cause a scene. If somebody asks you to put a mask on, but you're not causing a scene at the airport, you're a chicken shit. Because here's the deal. It's all about consequence, right? No one can do anything to you at Walmart. That employee is scared shitless that that manager is going to confront you and be a viral video you're showing. I mean, it's your God given right until you step into a private business. Of course, then you check your rights at the door. Most of them, not all of them. Most of your rights you bring in with you. Some of your rights you don't. But when you're in the airport and you're looking around, everybody has their mask on. Some people kind of cheat a little. No one needs to call them out. But I've seen people walk, like it would be a husband and a wife or something, and somebody will say, Excuse me, you put your mask on, and they put their mask on. No fight. You know why? Because the consequence is you're not going to be able to get in the airport. You might get arrested. The police officer walks up with the mask on until you put a mask on. You want to talk shit to him. Guess where you're going? Probably not home. So I guess we all stand for what we believe in up until the point where we're actually tested. And then we either fall in line where you come down as a martyr for what you believe in. Most people aren't willing to be a martyr. This is not my dissertation on whether or not masks are good or they're not good. I'm not pro-left, not pro-right. I'm just saying from an observational standpoint, I just find it comical uh, when you can go into a place like an airport. Everybody complies because nobody's trying to miss a flight. You go out and about in private business, people do what they want. Here in Arizona, thank goodness, we don't have to wear our masks unless we, you know, it says, if you've been vaccinated, don't wear your mask. Well, there's no way for them to know, obviously, right? We don't walk around with little vaccination cards. But if we have to mask up again, mask up Arizona, and they throw the signs back on the doors and all that kind of shit, then at least I still have my masks. I'm doing it because I still got to go to Home Depot, still got to go to Walgreens, still got to go to the grocery store, still got to go to Costco. So I'm going to put my mask on. It felt good to travel, though. And during my travels, of course, you guys know I get to rent a vehicle. And this time I rented a 2021 Lincoln Navigator Reserve. I know it's a reserve and not a standard because of some of the options the reserve comes with. I'm going to talk about that next week on Hard Parking Podcast, The Other Side of the Wheel. Hopefully, I'll have an in studio guest. So if you're local to Arizona and you think you want to be an in studio guest, just hit me up. Come on over. We'll have a drink. Could be water, could be not. Also, One Drink Wednesday with myself and Wes Tankersley has been taken off. We've been doing it every Wednesday for a few months. So I urge you guys to join us on Instagram Live. We had John Nadarian a couple weeks ago. So that is Nads from Hoonigan. And he's also going to be coming on the Hard Parking Podcast soon. We've also had Mitchell Bailey, the co-founder of Trust Me Vodka, which is based out of just north of San Diego. Noah R. Nelson who's been on both the podcasts, this one in the Shaping Success Show with Wes Tangersley, writer and producer Noah R. Nelson, sorry. So join us every week, One Drink Wednesday. Coming up, Mr. Sean Lee. It's time for the social media highlight of the week, brought to you by The Cell Shop. Cell Shop is an Arizona-based retailer that strives to be your destination of choice for wireless service. Visit them sell at cellshop.us at c e l l s h o p.us. Sean Lee is my guest. All right, Sean Lee, welcome to the Hard Parking Podcast.
1: Thank you for the invite. It's always a uh, great to be uh, talking to an old friend, car enthusiast. Also, we have the same car, you know, the NSX, which is right yes.
0: here. Yes. NSX fam. Oh yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. Yep, I can. I can see the front, uh, the little front yes. light. Yep. I've wanted to get you on here for a while, and our biz- our schedules, of course, are, are kind of wonky all over the place. You are an incredibly busy person. I heard you on, you know, Sun King's Garage. Man, you just have an amazing origin story to tell. And while I will say that everyone has a story to tell, your story is, I mean, it's all relative, but I I just found your story to be a little special, you know, a little more unique. And once people kind of get to know where you come from, then... You know, it kind of helps them more understand, you know, how you are, what's important to you and who you are as a person. Because you can read my entire history of my story, but it doesn't tell you who I am and it doesn't tell people who you, Sean Lee, are. So, you know, tell us about your your beginnings. Who is Sean Lee and how did you get in front of me right now?
1: So uh, I immigrate into the States Oh, let's go back to my origins on my family background. Probably yes. will help people understand later on what I do, what I'm doing right now for charity. Uh, so uh, it started when I was five years old. My parents divorced. And my, my, uh, at the time, I was living in Taiwan. I'm actually, uh, I was born in Taiwan. At age five, my parents divorced. And my mom basically didn't want to have anything to do with me. And so she, after the divorce, she left Taiwan, came to the United States. So my custody belonged to my dad since five o'clock, five five years old. And my dad, unfortunately, was a very physical abusive kind of person. So he actually physically abused me since from five to the age 14. And at age 14, and my father wants to remarry, nine years, and my father wants to remarry. We're talking about physical abuse, not just like, hey, don't do this, you know, it's it's, a you know, I'm 50 years old. I, now I recognize those are really extreme abuse. You know, picking up your kids, tossing them up against the wall, hitting them with a pin, hitting them with... A, but, you know, I don't want to go into that. But, you know, abuse is abuse. It's done. And, uh, I know. I, I put a task behind me already. At age 14, my father wants to remarry again. So, and uh, he released my custody to my mother. Um, and that's how I came to the United States. When I came to the States, and my mom at the time was unfortunate, was an alcoholic, and also uh, she's taking a lot of prescription drugs. So if you know those two things doesn't mix too well. So she had heart disease and high blood pressures and uh, she was taking a lot of pills every day and she's also taking a lot of alcohol every day. We're talking about at her physique. She's with kind of small frame. Uh, she's taking minimum half bottles of, of cognac or brandy or any type of drinks uh, almost every day. Wow. Excuse me. Yeah, that's quite a lot for um, for such a you know small physique lady as she is. So she's never physically abusive towards me, but she told me, but she carries a lot of baggage from her marriage between her and my father onto me. So she always told me that I don't want you since five. It wasn't for your dad pays me a lot of money. I would never want you to be with me anyway. So I was feeling very depressed. So at age 17, I ran away from home and gone on the street, become homeless. I only had one t-shirt and pair of jeans and in the tennis shoes and stuff like that. Very small amount of a, <laughs> just basically clothing, one backpack, full of closing, I went onto a street. I don't know where to win. Uh, so I'm 50 years old. You push back uh, 33 years ago. We don't have cell phone. We don't have a car. We don't, we don't have any, I have a bicycle. Uh, we don't have anything like kids that they have right now. All I have is maybe a few hundred dollars in my pocket. That's all my belonging. And uh, I was on the street. I was sleeping in the park. I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't have a job. Um, so of course, uh, the first thing I thought of it is I, I, there's no phone, so you cannot find anybody, and, right. and your friends cannot find you anyway. So after a few days, a couple of my friends uh, were like, "Let's say we supposed to go play basketball, play, play tennis together." They found out that I've been missing um, my scheduled uh, playing time with them, and, and they started looking for me. They called my house, and my mom told them that I ran off. So they started looking for me. They found me in a local park, and one guy took me back to his house. Still one of my best friends today, uh, took, back, uh, took me back to his house and uh, I stayed there for a little while on the couch, in the garage. Then I started, got to say, hey, I got to start looking for a job. So uh, with a high school degree, it's hard to find a job. So I started working for McDonald's, uh, door-to-door salesman. I sell, I, I, I sell everything, you know, uh, advertising on yellow pages. Uh, I've I, I done door-to-door door to salesman trying to, uh, you know, hey, would you like to buy some pots and pans? And, I did. I did them all. Well,
0: Sean, course, there's, on. There, there's a lot of people today who have no idea what a Yellow Pages is.
1: <laughs> and also Thomas Guy. I mean, uh, yep. back in that day, yep. I was doing door-to-door salesman. And, uh, and the, my, the, the manager at the time gave me a Thomas Guy and draw up like page 45, a P45, that's a P46. And those pages are yours. Hit every single street, every house is going to knock on. That's how, we, that's how I did it. Yep. You know, I'm serious. I was selling pots and pens and knives. Uh, so they'll give you 10 sets of pots, 10 sets of knife sets, and you knock on door to door and you just go there and sell it. But I did that for a short while and not 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 for a really long time. So later on, uh I started working for a as a delivery boy in the shipping industry. And from there on I got myself involved in the shipping industries and cargo industry and worked my way up as a from a delivery boy, a clerk to operation and become salesman. Then, you know, that that's basically a short a uh, summary of all my life was, you know, throughout. a Sure.
0: Doing all the door to door sales because the doors don't knock as much as they used to certainly, but every once in a while people come by, but you learn a lot about people. Like how much do you think you that kind of in a weird way, maybe help prepare you for dealing with people because we'll get to it in a little bit. I mean, you're in situations where you're dealing with people from where you used to be when you had no place to live to people who seem to have everything. And you're probably they probably all know you as Sean Lee. You know how, how much do you think that that helped you?
1: Yeah, I think the, I think the fortunate things is I had that period of time, so I'm very grounded. I love to deal with people. I'm not gonna say like, oh, my net worth is how much right now. Therefore, I don't like to deal with the regular people. I mean, I have always tried to look for opportunity to able to help the people to thrive and to make them better themselves and i'm glad that may i did that to a lot of people and right now they a lot of them say i inspire them i write them they write me letters um and uh and uh, and to talk about their struggles making themselves become somebody and some of them did become somebody uh, but throughout that time i remember when i was a door-to-door salesman and actually one of the job i found that's most beneficial for me was mcdonald believe it or not i'm i'm but you gotta know when I when I came here at 14, I ran away. I ran away home from home at 17. I was still in ESL. My English and pronunciation was, you know, right, yeah. And and for me, I have to go out and find a job that are gonna force me to learn English and go out and learn to deal with people. You know, um, I still remember the first door I knocked knocked on or the first customer I uh, I took at, when I was standing there at McDonald's. I was my hand was shaking. I was like, of course. Yeah, he's just afraid to mess up, you know, and uh and and it was those experiences made me uh like to deal with people today who I am today. And uh you know, it's it, and you got to know at a time I have to go do it because I got, I I have to feed myself, right? But, you know, minimum wage back in the day was uh 3.25, was $3 something an hour. <laughs> so, right. 3.20 something an hour. So, it's 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 kind of crazy that to survive on with that kind of money.
0: Have you ever Going back and then we'll leave it. I have a couple follow-up questions for like your information. I have no idea who my birth father was. I was physically abused as a child and given up for adoption. So, you know, not quite as the, the same trajectory, but you know, from a, from having a hole in yourself for a long time, I can kind of identify, you know, have you heard from him since at all or your mother? Sure. Like what's, where do, what's, the, what's their, their story?
1: So both of them passed away about maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end of my mom's life, I had a pretty darn good relationship with her. So I was trying That's to good. buy her house and give it to her as a present. Because I understand as a woman that she was in a relationship with a very, very rough guy. And she has no choice but to run away. Uh, regardless, I, I she gave me my life. I was in her womb for nine months. And I, I guess there is love... From her to me, I could feel it. She just doesn't know how to translate it, how to love a love a kid because she never had a kid. She had a kid and she left the environment because she's afraid of the environment and she came to the United States and got remarried. Right. right. As for my dad, I was in custody of my dad, and yeah, my dad never loved me as a kid and always hitting me, always,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, telling me how worthless I am and and things like that and uh, and uh, and uh, so when I get older now, the more I get older, the harder for me to forgive my dad because sure. I, I don't have a kid right now. I wish I have a kid. You know, um, I have a dog that you guys all know Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. And people see me go, <laughs> I, I love my... Sometimes it makes me cry because I am the kind of person I love Bobo so much because, you know, like every morning I wake up to him and uh, i holding my arm like my own kid and kiss him and tell him that you're the best doggy ever. You I treat him like my kid. Again, he's not a human being. He is, he, you know, I mean, he's the dog. He's still a dog. I mean for me as a human being, I can have that much love for a animal. I sometimes wonder why is my father don't have love for me at all? You know, it's like, it, it, it totally puzzles me. And that's why every year during father's days, it, it gets me very confused. Right. So and jealous at a time. So this year at 50 on my father's day, I posted something uh, on my IG and, uh, he helped me kind of to understand things a lot more and put a closure between me and my father and move forward. Uh, which I believe is very healthy for me mentally and, uh, and also physically and also in the future as well too, you know, so
0: I had a couple of things. First off with bubble, I get it. And I think it's, it's for people who don't have pets or that have them and don't adore them. It's difficult for them to understand. I'm the same way with Izzy, Mr. Waggles, everybody who follow, you know, checks out my other page. I mean, it's, I look at him every morning. I, I probably look at him five hundred times a day when he's sleeping. And it's just like watching a baby sleep. It's funny, you know. My family makes fun of me, but yeah, yeah. I mean, BoBo's BoBo's with you, man. BoBo's by your side. And then, yeah. you know, with with Father's Day, you did mention that you had uh, like three the three mentors that kind of um, were basically your father figures. You know, yeah. do you talk to them? Are they still around at all? Or do you still talk to them on Father's Day? Or has there ever been that time? It's like, look, man, you're my, you know, thank you, thank you for doing this.
1: Yeah, 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 I do. I do do talk to all my bosses because uh, they they did change my life. I never had a father figure in my life. And uh, unfortunately, my first boss that actually hired me into this particular field, he passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, You know, right before he passed away, he he suffered a terminal illness that needs a lot of money at a time. So actually, I bought one of his car. Actually, I have a a short video of me and him eating our last sushi lunch together because he used to love sushi He's the, he, he's, the, you know, he's the first guy who hired me, into I was like maybe 18, 19. So I never thought that's gonna be our last video together, but but I know he's going back to Taiwan to get treatment for some of his illness. At the time it wasn't that bad, it was like stage one, right? So um, uh, I go like, hey, his name's Nick. I go, Nick, uh, I wanna record his lunch that we have. My first sushi is actually with him. And uh, he used to be my boss, usually uh, he takes me out, i I'm basically I was his chauffeur because it was young right, so right. I was chauffeur him around, so everywhere he goes, I go and he's pretty cool because when he goes see customer he has lunch he usually had me sit at another table order me exactly the same thing, so I was eating pretty darn good, you know whatever he eats i have a you know um uh, his first one who taught me about ramen sushi sashimi uh uh sake, you know and you know he you know uh, business side of thing he sent me back to school to uh, to have me polish up on my English scale. He said, you got to learn typing because remember 17 year old ran away. I don't even know how to type yet. I don't even know English right. at the time. Uh, so he sent me back into learning, relearn typing and pay for all my thing because the home was too expensive. Even though back in the day was like, I think $15 a unit. It was really cheap for community college. still like $15 a unit, but i, mean, I was making three twenty-five an hour. You got to think about right. it. So yeah. uh, I, I I'm trying to save as much money I, I can. That's why back in the day, I used to sleep in a minivan right in front of an office from Monday to Thursday or or even Friday, you know, and uh, I only, instead of renting the whole house, I only rented like a bed where I can sleep at night. I usually go there on the weekend, you know, type of thing. You know, uh, just trying to save money. I still remember I used to have a jars of coins and and I was counting the coins to to survive. And also, uh, you know, McDonald's back in the days, every like 18 or 21 minutes, they throw away the burger, perfectly good burger, they just throw it away.
0: Oh yeah, okay. for food for food stuff, whatever. So a, the yeah, for, health department yeah, says it's got to go. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I usually put it in a separate trash bag. I take it home and eat that for the next two or three days. So I love McDonald's food. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and some kind of smell of it gets me. It gets on my nerves. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I've been, yeah totally. I've been eating. I've been eating it for so long, uh, but I still love their food. Trust me. And sometimes I still go back and order a double cheeseburger. That's one. Of my, that's one of my favorite. Uh, uh, you know, I. I Actually I do that quite often. I, I eat their double cheeseburger probably at least twice or three times a month. Every time I eat it, the moment you bite down, you go like, ah, oh, I remember this th- yeah. this 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 was that moment. I remember this, you know. So so yeah. So yeah, I still talk to them and uh, they're my lights. They continue to mentor me on things I, I get confused uh, about and because they, they're older, they have a lot more wisdom. Uh, but just the, the conversation I can carry on with them right now, it's much deeper now in a different level. Before It sure. was like, yeah. So it was them who taught me a lot of value I have, you know, in my ethics. You got to know I came from a place that has no ethics. Nobody taught me anything. And, uh, you know, uh, I could become a completely jerk. I think I did before. <laughs> so, I, you know, and now... They put me on the right track and set me straight and, and you know, do the
0: right thing. I mean, but to be fair to you, I mean, some of that a lot of that is built out of I mean, anger and, and question anger, yes. and wanting to finally, you know, look look at me like I'm here. You know, I, I belong here, you know, I just look at me, I belong here, I deserve this, you know. I man, I tell you, and like in hearing that story, you know, the, the, especially about the McDonald's taking that bite of that burger and taking you back. Got to be honest with you, man. It's a little emotional. Like, I, I'm i just telling you, I'm starting to get it even more because, like, I've known you casually, you know, we see each other at events, you know, once every while because I'm not there. I'm in Arizona. And, you know, it's quick hi, bye, you know, quick handshake, quick quick picture, you know, and then everything else from you is I'm just observing you online and on Instagram and on, on Facebook and the Purest drive, winter drive, toy drive, backpacks, what, 3,000 or 30,000, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you have truckloads of donation items and affecting thousands of people every time you do it. And that's what I see of you, but I don't get that inside, And that's why I'm having you on here today so that you can give people that, that inside slice of you. Because when you're standing next to the cars at the car meets, and I know you don't go to typical car meets that much because you want to be doing things, yeah. but people know you, they know your car, and that's about it. They don't that's get true. to hear the McDonald's story. Yeah, that's
1: true. People yeah. always think like, oh, yeah, I can't find wealth. And, uh, you know, just, or I have a tree growing my house, shake that the money comes out.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you do, let me go ahead and send me some of those seeds and I'll plant them and see if I can grow me a money tree too. But people work hard for what they have, right?
1: So this is a funny joke about the tree. Um, so we had this conversation with, with one of my friends uh, we just met. He's a really nice guy, also a car guy. So I was joking around, go, I have this tree uh, in my garage and you shake it, money comes out. But the, the problem is, uh, you cannot shake it. You have to have a every once a, once a week, you got to make a phone call to a little green man. A little green man will come to your house. You going to tell him to come and shake the tree, and then tree, and the money will fall. And then you just pick up the money. Because how do I get hold of green man? Oh, you need a special cell phone. And he goes like, "Okay, how do I get that cell phone?" But I said, "Only I have it." But if you want to borrow, it's a million dollars.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: he goes like, "Oh, that's how you Chinese make money." I said, "Yep." That's funny so you know but goes back to story i think uh for a long time i kept my personal story away from the public uh i wasn't ready to release it and uh I and it, i think yeah i think right now it's I, I learned to face uh the inner demons and i think i owe up people in the purest community and car community to know a story as to why i doing so much charity and especially for the kids toward the kids uh you know, and people always like, what's he doing? It's been 10 years. has been around 10 years. I just remember when we meet at the, at the CMA the one year, I think he gave me your a uh, pin or, yes. or stuff like that. Yeah, yep. that was awesome. I mean, i always remember stuff like this, you know, and, and, and it's, it's it, 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 but Pierce is never mine. I never tried to create peers for mine. So we never fundraised. Every time we do events, money has to come up from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if there's not enough money, I write a check. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, um, so, and, uh, and when we get stuff, there's hundreds of volunteers. We had to feed them. Then when I send them out, and, the, and uh, I, I went out by trucks and sprinters. Sometimes you see me driving them. It's just because so I can move those inventories easier around. We had to store them. We had to store them. It's a lot of work. As bigger we get, the more work we involve. And there's hundreds and hundreds of car and volunteers behind me that stand behind that logo. And, and now that's touching. We never right. pay anybody. We never pay advertising people feel it, they'll come in, they say, oh, I know what they're doing. I love them. And, you know, we we, we endorse them. Like, because all what we did, we brought in Honda, Nissan, and all these major brands supporting us uh, without we ever approached them with a deck, say, oh, we want sponsorship money. No, we never done that. We just, it was very organic. It was was pretty amazing uh, to see how you grow from an idea to blossom into this, you know, a pretty large organization now. And eventually it's gonna get bigger now. Um, we actually just did our File c 3 filing. So again, I do it not because we wanna get fundraising from all around the world. We do it because right now I'm 50 now, 50 something. I, I wanna do it because in case one day I'm no longer here, there's still a lot of people in PURs, like tens of thousands of people around the world. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they have to know the value why we started Purist 10 years ago. We would love to have them, including you, of course, to help move forward. It's, for, it's something very healthy, very genuine, that not just for the community, not just for the kids. It's also for your kids, for your kids' future. Because imagine your kids can interact with other Purist members' kids. And, and you know most people that stays in Purist, they're going to be a pretty good guy. We've vented out already, right? So it's, it's like a huge family it's huge family, you know, in, in the car world, I, I'm I, I'm not one person that I'm not really in the car world. And yeah, I am sure. I don't sell, I don't sell stuff. I don't sell wheel. I don't sell tires. I don't sell nothing to the car world. I'm just a guy who enjoy uh, my cars and I don't mm-hmm. consider collections. And, and I, 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 I drive on my car. I buy them as to how I'm going to drive them and track them. So it's pretty awesome to see all these car enthusiasts from different part of the world. They knit I see them on different forms. Like, oh, my car is more power. My bill is better than you, better than that. <laughs> sure. When we go into purists, it's like, when we post something that we need backpack, we need diapers, we need uh, shampoo and, and for the homeless, we need uh, toy drive, we need toys. And people just start showing up, tens of thousands of people showing up. And that's like, when I know how small I am, and it wasn't for all of them, you know, we like we all like small screws, and we piece together, and then we create this big, big machine. And that's, you know, that's how purists make it. So why, why
0: why, purist? I mean, why did it, you know, I, I would imagine it's because of your childhood, right? Yes. But for the listeners who don't really know and haven't really pieced it together yet, you know, because it's a big deal. And I think I've, I'm on record as, as telling you that for the one auto community that we have, which is, you know, we're all into cars. We're all part of this one continuous circle. Seeing the purist group and being a part of it but seeing the Pierce group from afar and all your guys events. And then some of the events that I had back in Michigan, I'm like, man, we can do better, you know? And, and the hope is that people see that and wherever they're at Cincinnati, wherever else they're at saying we can do better. So you've inspired us to do better. And I think we've, we've done pretty good, but that's where the, some of the inspiration comes on my end, like for you, you know, why, why Pierce? Like why? Cause you I mean, you don't, you don't half-ass it, Sean. Like I said earlier, I man, you guys show up with, with truckloads of stuff for people. Yeah. So
1: we started, my favorite event now is the back-to-school backpack. So one, one teacher, she's actually impure. Uh, I aired a story out a long time ago. I think, I think it's on YouTube. One of the guys produced on YouTube. She's a teacher at one of the schools. She had one student gets bullied because uh, he carries a very uh, crappy backpack with all duct mm-hmm. tape. And, and so kids were laughing at him in school. So she goes, she calls me, I go, hey, Sean, uh, do you have a miniature of a backpack and some school supplies? I go, yeah, but what do you need it for? So she told me the story. I go, how about this? Go around your school, ask every teacher. There's got to be more than just one kid like this, right? So uh, they get sure. her a list about maybe 35 kids. Uh, so that was the first year we get her like 40 backpacks and a bunch of toys. We showed up at a school and just, just passed them out and give it to those kids. And, uh, I couldn't believe it. That was a pretty darn good school. It's, it's in a good area. Well, you know, not like Beverly Hill, but, but it's, it's, it's not a bad area. It's, it's, it's a B rated school, you know? And, uh, I can't believe there's it. like 30, 40 kids they are, they're in poverty. Their families are in poverty. So, uh, I gave that backpack to them and I see them cry and they understand somebody cares about them. That was the very first intimate experiences with a, with a back to school backpack drive. Uh, but you get to see those 30 kids up front. You know, and these are high school kids. They get to talk to them one by one. Right now we're just getting too big. We we're, 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 let me tell you why, because we're getting about we're doing about four to five thousand backpacks a year. So I can pass out backpacks, but that's only like just like two second things, you know? Sure. They'll say thank you, Boom. But I don't get a chance to understand everybody's story. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of it's kinda sad for me because I, I I love to know everybody's story, but but it is what it is. So from that, 35 backpacks. Evolve into today, we're doing about four to 5,000 backpacks and we still hand-deliver all the backpacks to all the kids ourselves. You know, so, so that's like one of my, uh, I, mean, I mean, toy drives were big, right? We, we get twenty to 25,000 toys. You know, uh, uh, there's another story about toy drive that right? we continue to do it rain or shine. It's, uh, the, 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 I'll tell you the reason for that. But back-to-school backpack drive is I can give this backpack to the kids and not for show, but I know they will use it throughout the year and they can use to gain knowledge. And hopefully, because they, I get to see them year after year. Every year, I give them a new backpack. And so, hopefully, they'll remember somebody's doing this for them and why they're doing it. And when they grow when they grow up, they will pay back to their, pay forward to, pay for to their community. Yeah. 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 The toy drive, yeah, it is big, but it has special meaning in my heart. So, uh, I mean, we rarely talk about it, but... Talk about it. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about it because it's been a while, right? So... Uh, It's ten. It's ten years. Well, next year we are Pure's tenth year. So uh, our first toy drive, pretty much, first or second toy drive, officially under Pure's name, um, or maybe the third one. Okay, that year that's when when Paul showed up, and that was when the accident happens. And uh, so to make a long story short, is he died on this event by coming out to support it. If we ever cancel this event, you know, uh, so as a tribute to him, every year that's why Cody comes out. And because of his passing, me and Cody become such a close friend. And people like, doesn't put two and two together, and now they are, right? And that's why every year we do our toy drives. We always have a number of 47s on the shoulder. Uh, Paul's favorite number is 47. That's why you notice that my tribute bill on my lining has 47 on there, too. And uh, continually to uh, to uh, do it in his memory. But, you know, we just never advertise, oh, it's, you know, it's related to Paul Walker. We, we don't want to do that. So we never talk about this. And we always do little things like the 47 on the shoulder. This is actually a volunteer shirt. You can only get this t-shirt by volunteering. So this is one of the most collectible items. Everybody uh, it's pretty cool to
0: see people. I mean, come you guys have had shoes. Get, you've had stickers. You can uh, only get that stuff if you're there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stickers, we don't sell. You have to be at a charity event. to get. We give it out for free. And uh, you have to continue to come to charity event to collect a special color. The t-shirt is also free too, but... Uh, you have to, this is actually a very cool, uh, when I build 400 every year, so uh, uh, this is completely given away to free free to all the volunteers. And it's cool to see people collecting it because they want to show people like, when you go to car shows, you see people wearing and go, hey, I was there, you know, look, 2019, I was there. You know, there's people like sometimes, they, they will bring all the shirt they collect over the years. And, mm-hmm. and, and and since day one, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. There's a lot, a lot of crazy story uh, uh, in purists that, I wish I had the time to start my own YouTube channels and podcasts. I'll get every one of the volunteers come up and tell the story on why would you volunteer so much your time for peers? Like, what is I mean, I mean, there are people that they're, rain or shine every day. They're, they're one guy that has no money. And it makes me kind of sad because he, he's, he's actually kind of ill, but he will sell his car parts. And just every, every time we have an event, food drive, backpack, he, he will sell his car parts. Out, he took apart his card. I said, don't do that to me anymore. Don't, don't, don't. Don't just come and show up. And, and because it's crazy. It's crazy. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and all I can give him is, uh, you know, some, some swag that I created or some, you know, special stuff that people sign, I just give it to them. But it, 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 it's people like, it's damn it's, it's they create this environment. It, 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 you never thought people were going to sell take parts of the car to sell it, to buy toys. And he, he feel bad one year. He goes, I couldn't donate any more toys. This is all I can get. I was like, dude, he right. come here on his Z, he's filled up with toys already. I go like, dude, stop it. it, it next time from now on, you're limited to only donate one toys. That's it. Don't, don't, don't bring me any. No, seriously. Yeah. He's very ill. He's help uh,
0: him against he, himself sometimes, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but I understand he feel good when he participated. Mm-hmm. He comes here, he feels like he's part of the family. I go, you're part of the family, you donate or not. You know, I know who you are. You know, so his name's Lewis. If you're listening, Lewis, you're the man. So there's another guy, Dave Thompson. My God is an older man. He he showed up at our events all the time, packing up backpacks. You know, uh, you know, he's very he's keeping his time almost that he's old. I'm sorry, David, if you're listening, but, but <laughs> he he's he's looks older, but he's very healthy. But he showed up every EM moving the cargo, helping pack the backpack, you know, hundred degrees weather he's out there. Uh, you know. Hats off to you, man, Dave Thompson. He, there's, there's quite a few people we can name, but it's just too long too long over the list. you
0: know so. so sean, you've you've explained a lot of of what purist does, and you know it matches up a lot of what I see online. You're very proud and accomplished and maybe still constantly searching a little bit because again, your beginnings, I mean, it's that's a lifetime. it It could be to to really, really, really pack it away. And I think that you're doing the work that you were set out to do and changing thousands of lives of people who, I mean, honestly, the, the kid who grabs a backpack, you know, they, they could have a really screwed up home life, but that backpack can mean the world to them. And I think you know yeah. that and in, in talking to these people, but when you, when we see you online, sometimes it's, you know, you're, you're humble, you know, Acura, thank you for this opportunity. Hublot, thank you for this opportunity. You official sheriff's department, you know, that's an, it's an awesome opportunity it can come across as at times humble braggish and you're obviously not that person i've watched your interviews i've seen you get very emotional shit i was getting emotional earlier when you were talking about biting into a freaking uh, mcdonald's you know cheeseburger yeah. you know i mean do you get any backlash of, of people who don't really understand what the real story is or do you just like i mean it's like the bigger you get in front of the more people you, you are, the more it invites challenge and skepticism from people who don't really take five seconds to understand what's really going on.
1: I think I got pretty lucky so far. Not that many. I think, you know, it's, it's less than one percent of people that have issue with me. Right. Because, again, uh, like I never sell anything. I never took money from anybody. Right. I right. never lied to anybody. And most of the time I do uh, just stuff on my own. Stuff I have to thanks because there's a lot of supporter. There's a lot of brand that's supporting us, and I have to go to their events and thank them in person. To you know, to to just to be there. You know, um, you know, uh, you know, like Yokohama, Sea Michelin. These are these are all our uh, big partners in terms of a uh, creating this community. You know, and 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 I usually keep my private life very private, and uh, and uh, you know, and uh, and uh, I don't usually tell people what I have, what I drive. And uh, I think people knows that, you know, and real people, people knows what I have, but people see me posting like trucks, civics. And, uh, it's something I like, it's something that's right. me, you know, I, I, take, I like to use my post and take people like, this is Sean Lee when he's 16. When I was 16, I was reading Rolling track in the library because I couldn't afford rolling track magazine. And, and, and you remember after high school, I go into the library looking for the newest rolling track car and driver. And I learned about cars, uh, this car and that car. So I, I, I like older cars, not necessarily they have to be, you know, $300, $400 million car. I like to take people back to who Sean Lee was back in the day and you're able to see, like, I enjoy to have crazy fast cars, but I also enjoy the down-to-earth A86 or Honda Civic and things like that, you know, so. Yeah,
0: you're very grassroots in the cars that you, that you yeah. have, that you really, really enjoy. And then of course, I'd imagine, you know, being on the scene because I've come out there for a few just L.A. version events. I mean, there's everything there, you know, from Bugatti's to whatever. And, you know, that's do you have. Do you have like a Tesla or anything like that? Are you just, you know, internal combustion? I mean, what are your thoughts on kind of where the world has been going with EV and everything?
1: I have a I mean, believe it or not, I'm consulting on a lot of EV company right now because a lot of them is owned by my friends. And uh, I guess you noticed that from my posting. I just don't talk about we have official affiliation with them yet. So I, for, for, for electric car, I do have a BMW i3 and also Karma I just bought. a uh, Karma, before they, they, they become Karma, It's called Fisker. So it's called Fisker oh, yeah. Karma.
0: It's one of the best looking yeah. cars ever.
1: So uh, right now the car is been purchased by a Chinese company. Now it's called Karma Rivero. So uh, a year and a half, two years ago when I first saw the car, and I decided to buy one because, simply because how they look. Um, I enjoy the car a lot because a lot of people have issue with the early Fisker because they're very very limited on budget. Plus, the the management at the time was running it down to the ground, and mm. uh, and so the car has tons of problems. So far, I drove about twenty six thousand miles. I use that as a daily, and uh, I have zero issue with the car except for like one or two moldings and. And also the the winders feel has a little little wind noise. That's about it. And that could and, be any and, car. And, like any
0: car is gonna. have could those be problems. that could be any
1: yeah. car. Yeah. And uh and uh, and I enjoy that car a lot. So I I do have uh alternative energy car like the EV. I actually had quite a lot of EV. I had an EV since
0: 2013.
1: Okay. Uh, I had, I had a Toyota Rav4. That's a Toyota building that Rav4 with Tesla. Um. So my opinion is on it. There's no way we can avoid as a car guy as the future of EV coming in, in the next 10, 15 years, your kids and your grandkids will be driving an EV only car because internal combustion chamber, I, 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 ICE engines, it, it, it just simply costs too much to uh, research R&D and actually manufacture. But think about it, right, uh, to get extra 30 horsepower out of our uh, NSX, right, how to change the cam, the exhaust, the header, and uh, the auto body, um, fuel right. injection system, just to give me maybe 30, 40 wheel horsepower out of it. But for EV, all they have to do is increase the battery pack size, sizes and, and, and allow more current goes into the motor. Boom, you have your 30 horsepower instantaneously. So for longevity of the brand, all they have to do is create a solid platform. They can put a sports car body on top of it, a minivan body on top of it, just to use a computer to restrict its output. And you have one single production line, one single production models a platform that able to fit every single category of cars you know and on top of that uh, it's very fast it's energy efficient compared to a uh, conventional combustion engine and all these benefits so for car developer unfortunately we are the last maybe your next generation will be the last
0: to it's looking be. like it
1: so so later on car enthusiasts. I, I always tell I, we. I mean, I, we have a lot of friends there in the car world, and they're famous critics of automotive magazines. We always talk about the future of car critics. Are they going to be car critics or transportation critics? Think about it. Right. Like, 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 I would love to own a Tesla right now because LA traffic is, you know, it's horrible. But imagine I can. I want to go. This is I want to go to Arizona and see you, as long as the range allow. I would love to hop on Tesla, type in my destination, and now just start driving. Then I don't have to focus on brake. You know what, the painful part to driving traffic gets people fatigued Was you putting your pedal, gas, brake, gas, brake, gas. It take that, that miserable part of your life on driving out of it, it does it for you. So wouldn't, wouldn't it be better that for daily commute, you, have, you save your energy uh, sipping on a coffee, and just watching the traffic, watch the sky, let the let a robot, basically is a robot now, and and the car does it for
0: does it does it for you. You know, yeah. save
1: you energy. When you arrive at your destination, we can still be more relaxed and have fun. But
0: right? then you're you're cars, essentially a, a passenger, right? That's yes. what you're saying. Are you a car creator or a transportation critic?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And cars like this is uh I told cars like this, then we'll never make it anymore. It's a car that actually Give the work give you a workout an exercise for your <laughs> for your heart and your soul. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. But in the future, unfortunately, there's no more car guys. So you will be just, you don't really have, you gotta find other alternative to work out your heart and soul. So like today say, I wanna hear the engine growling. I wanna feel like the weight on my steering wheel. I wanna hear my tire tripping. I wanna, I wanna feel the understeer going to the wall and save it. Not gonna happen any, anymore. And the only way you can do it is get into one of this. No more cars in the future. All the cars are gonna be faster than than this. What we have right now, but it's but it doesn't have no emotions or so anymore. It, it's it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect transportation now. They're, that's what they're working on right now. They, every every manufacturer is working on getting the, the perfect transportation, a sure. car without an engine, without you being there. Uh, maybe I'm old school for your listener. I hope I hope nobody gets oh, pissed. Oh no at me no today. no! It's, it's,
0: all uh, age but, ranges on this one.
1: Yeah, I think for cars, you, you, you got to have a, a manual transmission. You got to have an engine. You want to hear. I mean, for me, we're old school. I got to hear the sound. That's like my coffee. And that, that, that will wake up my soul every morning. That will make me want to go out, hop in the car, and go out, drive four or 500 miles and come back home. I'll have a smile. I'll be very, very tired, but I'll have a smile. That's, that's what I think.
0: How <laughs> many cars do you have, squeeze? How big is that space? Because it looks pretty tight, but it's probably tight because you have so much stuff
1: yeah most of my cars i have another storage most of my cars some of the cars uh you know st- stuff here is what i drive most and uh in and in, and and the other story will have other cars right? like my thirty one wagon thirty two uh s two thousand the super turbo uh uh of course i just recently got a three hundred z x train turbo and uh i don't know what else <laughs> yeah. oh and the, and the, and a couple of the couple the nine elevens i have so here is the cave this is what i I, I'll be driving this month. All the cars here. Yeah. The
0: the theme there is they're all, and this is I'm not. This is gonna sound a little sacrilegious. They're all normal, fun enthusiast level vehicles. For yeah, lack of a better. like better, like we were saying earlier. They're not. You know, and there's nothing wrong with Ferraris, Lamborghinis, any of that kind of stuff. But that's just not what stirs your soul. Yeah,
1: I used to have them, but uh, uh, I I really can't afford them because their maintenance cost is way too high. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I drive them, I had to tow them back. I go to track, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive this car really hard today. Two laps later, I have to tow the car back. And all the cars here, you got to have one purpose. Today, I can drive to the track, drive whole day, and come back. That's the bare minimum that, that, that has to fulfill. That's one of my requirements. So most of the cars I have here right now, uh, the brands are right now going back to just purely JDM German cars because... Uh, especially, I collect—not uh, collect—I have older cars now, and I need them to be easier to find parts. I need to ease them to be uh, repair and the turnaround time has to be really quick. Um, so, you know, so that's right. why I started going back into my roots, JDM and and German cars.
0: Sean, I got to—I got to run. I want to thank you so much for taking out this time. It, It's—it was worth the wait, and um, thank you. Hopefully, I'll see you in person again soon. Oh, very very soon. Monterey Car Week and Steamos coming up. I'm gonna miss both of those. so <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. My my wife scheduled a family trip. I'm
1: so. at, I'm at being in Arizona very soon. Just to let you know.
0: Well, I'm yeah, out I'll here. From- let me know because I'm 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 out here with Jane and all that. So that's awesome. Yeah.
1: See you. Take care, man. Okay.
0: I want to thank Sean Lee for coming on the show. You guys can follow him at Sean Lee seven sixty eight. That's S E A N L E E seven sixty eight, all squished together. It's a pretty good follow, and and hopefully, to hearing that interview, you get to you really appreciate where you come from in life. I mean, that's some tough stuff. You know, he and I have some similarities in our lives growing up, and I can't even imagine what. It's, it's got to take a long time, if, if forever, to adjust to some of the things. And, and, it, and it kind of explains a lot of things that I see from him on social media. You know, a lot of the humble brag, which I don't think he does on purpose. It just comes across that way. But, you know, I knew he came from humble beginnings. And I think every opportunity he gets to, number one, say thank you to those who have made his life special. And um, he's been a big part of that. But then number two, the need to feel relevant. The need to feel like you matter. I mean, thousands, tens of thousands of people love Sean Lee. And there's always going to be some haters out there. But it's never enough. It's not enough for me. I feel like I need to matter. It's important to me. It's important that the world knows I exist. Now, I don't have to have a, I don't, I don't want a statue. I don't want to be the person on the stage accepting the award. But it'd be nice to have somebody that was important enough to have helped the person who won the award. You know, we all, a lot of us want to be relevant. And some of us, some of us probably don't care. But maybe we haven't had those childhoods that make you feel like you've been a bad to make you feel like you're a worthless pile of shit. To make you feel like you're never going to be anything. And so you just keep trying and searching. And no matter what you do, it's like, hey, I exist. I'm here. And yeah, I mean, he said, you know, every Father's Day, you know, it's it's got to be tough. And there's days he doesn't understand. There's days he's a little jealous. And I get it. You're a little jealous sometimes because somebody else has this or somebody else has that. And he could have everything. And he's still going to, that's, that's going to be a demon that's going to be with him for a long time, if not forever. But hey, at least he has Bobo the dog. Bobo's awesome. I wish Sean Lee would um, I wish he would engage a little bit more with the intersex community because a lot of the stuff that he embodies and believes in is a lot of the things that a lot of the intersex owners do. And, and in intersex ownership, which is the car that I drive, there's different groups. There's different groups within each type of car ownership, I suppose, whether you're in the Porsche Club of America or the Ferrari Club or Aston Martin Club or whatnot. But there's a difference. So NSX guy, there's the car show NSX guy who also likes to go on cruises, but usually it's only cruises with other people in car shows. Sometimes they'll do you know local get-togethers with the NSX guys who don't like to do car shows, don't understand car shows, like their car bone stock. Then there's the track guy, and then you could be a track guy and go on cruises, but you can you, you're n- almost never a track guy that goes to car shows at least in the intersex community. And I think Sean kind of belongs in that kind of weird gray area. Cause he's, he likes to go to the track. I don't know if he takes his intersex to the track, but I don't consider him hardcore track guy. Like maybe Robbie Tomerlin of, we don't lift racing, which is another intersex guy, but he's definitely not a car show guy. He likes to go to the events. He likes to be front and center. He likes to people know he's at the, he likes to let people know he's at these events, but, I think for a thing like NS Expo, which is coming up in August, it'd be really nice to see a guy like Sean Lee at NS Expo one year. Not as a speaker, not none of that stuff, but just it's just a another way to get around people who are very like minded as you and can kind of share in different experiences and, and I don't know, it's it's like a family reunion. It's not even about the car anymore. It's like a family reunion and I think you'd really appreciate that. So one day maybe we'll get that. Let's jump into some Q and A real quick. Q&A segment is sponsored by the Credit Mix, Fix Your Credit, Fix Your Life. Text HP Credit to 7374 Credit. That's 737-427-3348. Schedule your free 15-minute credit console today. Again, that's text HP for hard parking. That's the credit mix with two E's. Fix your credit, fix your life, HP credit, seven three seven four credit. First question comes from Dennis. Dennis up in uh, Michigan. What TV and movie role character was perfectly cast? Now, I could have brought somebody else in to help me with this Q&A segment, but as it is, it's very late, and I need to polish this up and get it scheduled. So, you know, it wouldn't be easy for me to say as a diehard MCU fan, obviously Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. There's nobody that's a huge fan of those movies that could ever really see anybody else as Tony Stark, and actually a bunch of people that you see in the Marvel movies, went for that role, but Robert Downey just slam dunked it, and they were all like, this, this is the one. Um, Chris Pratt, if we're going to be in the MCU, Chris Pratt as Star-Lord was fantastic, and I think he actually went for Captain America, too. He just didn't get picked. But I can't imagine somebody else being Star-Lord, which is you know the, the main, one of the main characters of Guardians of the Galaxy. But I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. Mickey Rourke and the wrestler was fantastic. Um, but I'm going to go with Christoph Waltz in, in Django Unchained as Dr. King Schultz. I mean, Christoph Waltz is such a fantastic actor. He's such a fantastic talent. And I think everything I've seen him in, he's been fantastic. Red Goodman asks, What's a guilty pleasure song of yours? I don't know. I. I th- I feel like I've answered this question before, but there's so many, to be completely honest with you. I put, this time I picked a song called Underground by Michael Bradley and Joanne Harris. So this is a, it's an 80s, it's extremely synth poppy. And I just have this thing with synth pop. I just love synth pop. And this one is originally from the Robotech soundtrack, believe it or not. I think they played it in season three. Which I didn't even remember the song until I had the soundtrack or I bought the soundtrack in the mid '90s, and this is one of the songs I used to play over and over in my my uh, Integra GSR when I'm driving through the, you know, driving through Dallas late at night with the city lights just flying by. You know, you don't really have anything to do, so you go for a cruise. I remember those days. I don't. going for a cruise right now. My wife would think I'm up to no good. Like, honey, I'm going for a cruise by like yourself. Yeah. Why? i want to get some stuff up in mind. And then, of course, when you get home, you get in trouble because you have some shit on your mind. So, But back in the day, that's just what you would do. Go for a cruise. And that was one of the songs. Um, yeah. Underground by Michael Bradley and Joanne Harris. Look it up. Laugh. Make fun of me. But if you like synth pop, you're probably going to like it. Another synth pop favorite of mine is Igloo and Hartley, which is a group that broke up like right as soon as they... I don't know, release their first album, but they have a few songs I like, too, Igloo and Hartley. And that is your Q&A segment. And I think my sponsor is Right Honda out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Higher quality detail out of Tempe, Arizona. BoosterBat.com, 4 TongueTrees.com, CellShop Wireless Services, and The Credit Mix. Patreon business supporter, Kuya Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida. If you guys are in a position to help this podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little well as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. Actually, I, I also, this week, I'm going to be uploading a bonus podcast episode, and it's 100% Patreon only. Myself and my friend Brian Kalma, who has been on the show multiple times, and we had an extended discussion about Scottie Pippen as well. Always good to talk to him, so that's going to be on the Patreon this week. Also, while this is not Patreon, there will be a video portion of the Sean Lee interview, which which includes a tour of his garage. So while we're doing the Zoom call, you know, he's in his garage. So he got up and kind of gave us, talked about the different vehicles and some of those. He's got some pretty amazing stories and some pretty amazing vehicles, grass vehicles in his shop, at least the one shop that he, he took the call in. So that's going to be on the YouTube page. I'm going to try to get it done by the end of the week. By the end of the week means before the end of july you can also support the show with the anchor fm link in the description as well allows your to for as Brazil's well as nine nights a month pick up some swag at the teespring store link is in the show description if you have any questions you want to be part of the podcast hit me up hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com follow me on instagram at na2nsx or j travels that's jhae underscore travels and join the hard parking violations facebook group that's the official facebook group for this podcast Share the show with a friend. I can't grow without you telling the world how great this show is. So let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. Talk to you all next week. Shut up. (laughs) As a lot of you guys know, my daily driver is a 2007 infinity FX 35 sport. It's about time. I put some money into it. Can't just drive the NSX around all the time. Looking nice. Want to get some wheels? For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They're dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need for a custom look and added functionality. I was talking about a wheel and tire package. Head over and use a configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so go get outfitted today. Visit them at Four Wheel Online. That's four wheel, singular online. Hey, this is Levi
1: Epps, hashtag Mr. Financial Freedom of the credit mix here with a special offer for Hard Parking Podcast fans. If you've been living with less than perfect credit for having evictions, late payments, bankruptcies, doesn't matter what it is. If it's something that negatively
0: impacts your credit score and you're not able to get approvals for certain things, or maybe you got to pay large deposits and high interest rates, we don't want that to be you anymore. We have a program that will legally
1: get negative items off of your credit report and keep them off And we have a special code for our free consultation to see if we can help you. Text HP credit to 7374 credit that's HP credit
0: 7374273348. Let's get you back on the road to financial freedom. Are you tired of blowing out your back at the bathtub while washing your dog or subjecting your canine to a water torture bath while leashed up to a post outside? Now there's a far more effective way to wash your pet while saving your back and keeping your dog happy. It's called Booster Bath, a portable bathtub on legs. Head over to BoosterBath.com, one word, and pick one up. Available in three sizes, this tub system features a drain, a soap cubby, and water-controlling wand. This tub conveniently breaks down to be stored when not in use. Want to save 10% on your first-time purchase? Head over and sign up today to make that happen. BoosterBath.com.